What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And the Phillies snagged Bryce Harper! I know that's not video game related, but uh, hey, he's on the cover of MLB The Show 19, so it's kind of video game related. So, okay. yeah, he's on the cover of a video game. Uh, uh, Liz, can you give me a moment? Just, just, what are you, just, what are you, what just, are you doing? Just almost spilling my tea. Um, <coughs> what are you doing? Woo! Ow, that still hurt. If I have to edit that out, if that... If that made it clip in the recording, I'm going to kill you. Burpsy dinkles. Just for all of you to know, I'm not editing enough to clip to get rid of that clip. So uh, I didn't think I didn't think of that because that was just like kind of a bit I made up. But also, we gave enough acoustic treatment in the room that I thought it would like kind of echo. But there's enough acoustic treatment in here that all the noise kind of like stays within the room. And I didn't think about that. Practice makes perfect, people. Yeah. Liz, how you doing? Eh. Oh, why? Because it didn't snow enough, and it's all melting. And I don't think we have time to go to the beach today for me to see it covered in snow. No. Well, like, I, it'll be probably melted by the time. Like, if it's melted here. And that's the thing. Like, uh, out here, it's like when it snows, it's like... Mm, it's slush. It's like heavy, wet snow. Yeah. When it snows in Pennsylvania, it snows. It's nice. It's beautiful and fluffy. But out here, it's... Ugh. It's wet. Like, I know that snow like snow is water. It's wet. It's a, But it's wet snow. It's like, it snows, mm-hmm. but it's still like that heavy on the verge of melting. It's yeah, not fun snow. Mm-hmm. No. Um... Yeah, it's at least not this year. Last year was okay. Yeah, but this year we have not gotten good snow, and every time it snows, it's like all melted before the end of the day. It's depressing, and because I love snow. But how are you feeling about Bryce Harper, though? That's good. It is good. We're gonna get another World Series. Yay! Because like we got like a super team now. Like Harper is just a piece of the puzzle, but now we got Gene Sakura, Real Muto. Uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, like it, it's just like a super team. Uh, all and with our already lineup, like uh, Michael Franco, uh, Williams, um, Williams. I can't remember his first name. I'm just blanking right here. But this is going to be a super team. But more about that later, because this is not a baseball podcast. You should go listen to the greatest show on dirt. They are a baseball podcast. But uh, here we're going to be talking about. Video game stuff, but before we get to that, let's jump into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we uh, talk about the movies that we either saw in theaters, Netflix, on DVD, and we just want to talk about it to you and make uh, some recommendations. Uh, Not all the time it's going to be like, uh, quote-unquote, nerdy, geeky films. We want to give recommendations that uh, don't get the spotlight for uh, people in our niche. Niche? Niche. 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 He's um, making his face every time he says niche. Like, I can't even describe it. So, <laughs> this week's, uh, so next week's movie minutes is definitely going to be Captain Marvel, which before we get oh, that into. That comes out this week? Yeah, that comes out this week. Oh, that was fast. Uh, before we get into uh, this week's movie minutes, though, uh, I ran a poll on Twitter saying, like, hey, with all this controversy, with the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, uh, with Captain Marvel, does anybody actually care? Does this actually affect your outcome of the of going to see the movie 87 percent of you said yeah no it does it doesn't affect me like i'm still excited to mm-hmm. go see captain marvel i'm the same way like with this whole controversy i don't really think it's a controversy it's just it, it is what it is like yeah. it's a movie i still want to see i'm still interested in the story it right does make me not it, it makes me not want to yeah. I'm still interested in the story, but I almost wish I didn't have to Yeah. S- support her. <laughs> no, it's um <laughs> we we kind of fall into the middle politically. Like we're like everybody's like, "Oh, you lean left." No, not really. "Oh, so you lean right?" No, no not really. "What are you? Uh, I'm a gamer." Um, yeah, we we really <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> we really don't care. We were never ones to follow politics and never really cared. So it's just kind of like um we 
we're just annoyed with hearing about it from yeah. both sides. Yeah. And it sounds like well, a lot of our listeners, from the poll at least, it just sounds like, yeah, it doesn't affect me. So Still a movie. Who cares? Yeah. So that's definitely going to be next week's movie minutes. We're get, definitely going to go see yeah. it. Um, pretty excited for it. But that brings us to this week's uh, movie minutes, which is a it's an Adam Sandler movie that not a lot of people talk about. And it's one of my favorites. And I finally got the chance to show you. Uh, it's a movie called Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me. Uh, we found this on Amazon to rent for $4. So it's a $4 rent, Amazon. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts. Rain Over Me. I thought it was good. Mm. Um, I love Adam Sandler, but usually I don't see his serious ones. He doesn't do a lot of serious ones. This was definitely a different role for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I grew up watching his comedy movies. Like, like Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. My family's two favorite movies were The Wedding Singer and The Water Boy. So mm-hmm. I grew up with those types, like his old comedies. Yeah. And so seeing him in yeah, this was different. I knew he could do it because I've seen him in other serious roles. I just can't remember. And he does a lot of time have serious moments in his movies. Yeah, like uh, Click. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is one of his little more serious ones. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do, I mean, I love Adam Sandler. I think he's good. Like, he's good. I think he can do other roles. He just likes to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was just uh, the other actors sometimes were a little dry and two-dimensional. Yeah, like uh, there was Don Cheadle, there was uh, Jada Pickens Smith. Um, I think there was another one. Oh, oh there was uh, the dude from Breaking Bad. Um, the um, can't remember his name. Mm. Yeah, but that guy. The Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman from Breaking Breaking Bad. But yeah, so this movie is all about uh, Don Cheadle and his his like he he's a big time dentist worker, uh, but then he finds his old uh, friend Charlie. I can't remember Don Cheadle's character's name. Like whenever I see Don Cheadle, yeah. like it's just Don and Cheadle. And his char- his acting was fine too. Like he yeah, wasn't he was as fine. dry as the other ones. It just seemed like the other than outside of Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler, yeah. they all just kind of seemed flat. Yeah. Uh, but he runs into his old college roommate Charlie, played by Adam Sandler. Um, but you start to figure out that Adam Sandler has something wrong with him. Charlie has something wrong with him. Like he's not the same as Don Cheadle's character remembers him by. Uh, and you start to unravel what's wrong with him. I'm not going to spoil no what's wrong with him, but Don Cheadle. I'm just going to every time I see. Why don't I just look it up? No, I just see him in movies. I don't care if it's Iron Man too. I just see Don Cheadle. But yeah, so uh, he he goes to Charlie and just uh, like tries to help him out. But uh, involved in all this, he starts to forget his family, his career. But uh, and they get put onto his name was Alan. Alan, you're right, Alan. That was. I mean, I know. I'm look. I looked it up. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) But Alan starts to forget his family, his career. That start. He starts to pay the price for that. but I just have to say, one of my notes here is um, this is one of Sandler's greatest performances of all time. Because Which is sad because the, the other actors weren't mm-hmm. up to par. Yeah, Sandler really blew out of the park here. I will say, without spoiling it, spoiling it uh, one of the issues he has is uh, he has PTSD yeah. about something. I'm not going to say what he has PTSD about. I think you should definitely see this mm-hmm. movie. It's definitely worth a watch. It's not a waste of time. No. But this is one of Sandler's greatest performances. You can tell that he studied people with PTSD. He really lived the role. Um, you get to see how he's kind of coped mm-hmm. with this issue in his life. Uh, and I would say this is also a story, going back to Don Cheadle's character, Alan, this is also a story about your life, like the, the viewer's life, mm-hmm. about finding balance between... Uh, family, career, and helping others. Because when we go to help others, that ti- that kind of case takes the forefront when the people we should be helping is our own family. Yeah. Be- like, th- and this is coming this is coming off of youth ministry too. Like, uh, whenever I'm trying to help teenagers, I have to realize too that my wife needs me, my yeah. family needs me. You know, so it kind of takes the forefront, but I try not to allow it to. Yeah. And this is definitely a movie to like. Or you at least make sure that I'm okay with it. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so what do you think of that? Like, how, how did the movie interact with balancing family, career, and helping others? I think it showed that it's still important to make sure you're helping. Like, if you, def- if you see someone you're close to mm-hmm. and you want to help them, yeah. that's fine and it's encouraged. But at the same time, explain it to your family. Yeah. Because I think that was the biggest flaw of Alan was that he didn't ever really sit down. Like, his wife would complain and he'd yell back, say, I'm trying to help my friend. But he didn't explain anything. Mm-hmm. And I hate watching. And there's a lot of movies that do that when they have the couple get in a fight yeah. over what the what the main character is doing. But they never let the, they never have the main character explain it. And they never say, like, hey, let's sit down. Let me explain to you mm-hmm. why I'm doing it. And let yeah. me tell you, like, and, and explain to you that it's not going, this isn't going to be forever. Like, yeah. you know, but I hate, I hate when movies do that. That is one thing I have to complain about when they, they make a relationship so weak mm-hmm. and wafery. Like, I will come in defense for Alan where I, I think you're kind of spoiled with me because I'm such a good husband. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> well, no, because like this is my career to help people. So you knew what you were getting yourself into. And I knew. So like I, I knew that like, OK, about the balance because I'm trained with it. Whereas he's a dentist. Yes. Like he. But it's, I'm not even talking about this movie exactly. It's that uh, uh, a yeah. lot of movies a lot of them, yeah. in general, like this, this, it was in this movie, but a lot of movies in general do that. They they want a conflict, so they make the couple so weak. Yeah. Like, their relationship is so weak that, like, no, they never split up. Nothing big happened. But they had this fight for months. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Like, in reality, people, couples don't do that. And if you do that, please go see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you can't yeah. fight like that for a whole month. That's not reality. Like, not once did either of you s- try and sit down and talk this out. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate when movies do that. Yeah. I hate it. I hate when uh, there's so many things that movies and TV shows do that drive me crazy. By the way, happy 10 year anniversary. Yeah. As of Saturday, mm-hmm. Adam and I have been together for 10 years. We've only been married for two and a half, but Saturday, we've been together for 10 years. Strong relationship. Anyways, um, <laughs> but like uh, finishing this out, uh, Rain Over Me, definitely something to watch. Um, and I think it's uh, the message behind is that you need to value family because life is destroyed without them. And you start yeah. to see that like um, y- you start to see how like people resent their families, but like once it's on the line once your family is on the line yeah like you get to see like how your life is destroyed without them yeah this is it's a four dollar rent on amazon i think it's definitely worth a watch however we both ranked it a seven and a half yeah 7.5 and quickly i'm going to just uh, explain the way we look at the 10 scale rating yeah uh very very briefly uh 10 being <clears throat> perfect movie have no complaints this is like my this is one of my films i'll watch forever something that we are definitely going to own on <clears throat> yeah never never have any complaints nine is like it's so close to perfect but there's like a couple things that bother me that keep it from there yeah eight solid movie like there's some flaws but it's a solid movie seven is a decent film it's decent. It's a good film. It's fine. Uh, six is just above average. Five is your average flick. Four is like, uh, it's it's just so close to being average, but oh, it's 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 not horrible, but it's just right there. And then what did I say? I had it in my head. Three is I was very disappointed. I was completely disappointed. Two is horrendous. And if I give it a one, it means, that means we turned it off. <laughs> that, yeah, that means I'm angry for it wasting my time. Yeah. So we gave it a 7.5 because it's right in the middle between a decent film and a solid film. Yeah. Like it's 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 way it's above just, average. It's just got a couple flaws. Yeah, it's way above average. But it's definitely not a waste of time. It's definitely not a waste and of time. And real quick, mm-hmm. real I quick. want to share how we chose this movie. Oh, go for it. Because Av and I found this website when we first got married. Um, wheel Decide. Wheel Decide. Like wheel, W-H-E-E-L, Wheel Decide. Yeah. Because we always had a hard time choosing movies for movie night because 
I like almost every movie I see, mm-hmm. but I do have my preferences, and Adam doesn't like my preferences. So um, we what we do is we each choose three movies, we put them in, and it spins a wheel, and it chooses for us. And that's what we always go on. We go with whatever the wheel says. Yeah, you that's choose three, I choose three. And then when I put it into the wheel, I like there's six choices, so... My choice, Liz's choice. My choice, Liz's choice. So yeah. it's a fair like wheel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely recommend that website, Wheel Decide, or any other kind of decide wheel. Yeah, uh, it's a fun way of making movie night and not having to fight over what movies you watch. Exactly. So. But yeah, definitely rain over me. We gave it a seven point five. Definitely <laughs> close to being a solid flick, but definitely not a waste of time. I I highly recommend this movie. One of Adam Sandler's greatest performances. Uh, and it's just a message about balancing your family life with helping others. It's it's an incredible uh, message behind it. So yeah. definitely highly recommend it. Uh, so with that, let's go into our second segment. He is drumming in the air with nothing in his hands. Second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw this week, it's not every single gaming news, but it's the gaming news that stuck out to us, and we rank it 3, 2, 1, and we just want to let you know what happened in the week. Uh, number one is pretty good, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but let's start with number three. Um, Nintendo Direct came out on, okay, the 27th, Wednesday? Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Stop drumming. Um, scared the dog. <laughs> but uh, the new Nin- Nin- Nintendo Direct, new Nintendo Direct came out announcing the new Pokemon RPG uh, games called Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Before I get to my notes, what are your thoughts on this Nintendo Direct? It was a very short one. What I was are you- thankful for that. <laughs> I don't like watching long YouTube videos. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it didn't take up a lot of your time, but it also was kind of meh. It was, it, everybody was excited for this new mainline RPG Pokemon game on the Switch, and it's just kind of like, here you go! I mean, it seems fun. Yeah. Um, I was never, I mean, I liked Pokemon when I was younger. But like, you weren't a I super had, fan. I had the cards, I watched the shows. Yeah. But that was about it. Mm-hmm. We, ha- I mean, we had some games like last night. We played Pokemon Snap. E. Um, but I wasn't. I grew out of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas people who are fans, yeah, are, were never stopped. Now I want to talk about that for a little bit. You talk about growing out of it. Um, I haven't played a Pokemon game since uh, Emerald Green on the Advance. But um, w- you've played Let's Go. Well, no, no, I didn't play Let's Go. I played Pokemon Go. That's what I meant. Let's Go is. Um, but yeah, like a, like an RPG. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I remember liking Pokemon, and I, when I was a kid, I was the Pokemon encyclopedia. Like um, I, knew- I would like to vouch for that. Yeah. When we were moving into our first house together, <laughs> he was packing, and he pulled out this big, like, moving bin like the one you keep your christmas decorations in yeah full of pokemon stuff like multiple re- bins like, well yeah multiple bins like but I my mom like it was the toys the things the cards the yeah. like every like anything that they sold of pokemon i'm pretty sure adam owned it but like my mom one time punished me and she said like that's it no more pokemon stuff and she tried to gather all of my Pokemon stuff, but she could not contain it all. And then, like, I also had a Pokemon border around my room, and she got so frustrated with me. She's like, don't look at your wall. <laughs> Sorry. You... <laughs> oh, talk about clip. me clipping. Um, mine wasn't on purpose. Woo! Um, so, yeah, I haven't played one. And talking about growing out of it, uh, as I got older, and especially in my teenage years, I, uh, like, when I went to, like, a really rough, rougher public school, and, like, people started to find out I like Pokemon, you know, I got ripped, right? Yeah. And so, like, I started to shift my identity, like, oh, yeah, I'm too old for Pokemon. Uh, and, and I kind of stopped it just because I felt like, like, I, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. You know, like, oh, I'm too old for it. Yeah. But then when I got to college... All of a sudden, the same people 
I was like, hey, what the crap, man? But by that time, you know, I wasn't. It had come back. And I come back, and I wasn't an accredited Pokemon fan. I kind of gave it up, and I and I wish I didn't. Like I really wish I kind of stuck with my guns. And I did play, and I did pick up Emerald Green just to play it. But that that's the thing. I, I kind of let the crowd kind of uh, taper my. You were a kid. That's how it works. And and it's Philadelphia. Like yeah. let's be honest here, it was a Philadelphia public school, so you you get ripped. Um, but yeah, like it just this Pokemon Sword game brought me right back to when I was a kid. Like I, yeah, it, it looks really good. Like it's not impressive yet. I I have to see it in E three, but it's definitely one of those things that like yeah, it brought me back as a kid. I I remember. I, I never d- got to finish my opinion. Oh, go for it. I'm sorry. Like when he said grow out of it, it's like I know. Yeah, I just but then you just kept talking. I'm like okay. Well, like <laughs> that that's another topic we can talk about, like growing out of gaming. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's another um, topic for another day. But yeah, like I had grown out of Pokemon stuff, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it would be my thing. It looks fun though. Like I would, if we had a Switch, I would try playing it. Yeah. Um, it looks like it would kind of. It would be a game that you just kind of play when you're bored. Yeah, like it's not. It doesn't look impressive yeah like me. i don't think i could spend a ton of time playing it yeah uh it's like something i would play for like 10 minutes or like while i'm waiting in a waiting room or something yeah that's the thing a lot of people were kind of disappointed with how this was presented but here's the thing i i haven't lost too much hope about it because well like they, they were disappointed because of the name sword and shield like that's kind of basic they were also disappointed with the galar region because it looked very linear instead of like an open yeah. world um there's a lot oh uh the starting pokemon people weren't excited about the designs of them i by the way team grookey they do or kinda, bust they they kind of look like neopets a little bit yeah like when i saw them like these don't look like pokemon they look like neopets and that's what people are disappointed about but it, we still have e3 uh i i think this is i think this nintendo direct was more or less kind of like a um this is what we're working on. Yeah, like, remember that RPG we talked about? Here's yeah. what it is. It's the Gala region. It's based in Manchester. Uh, here's a starting Pokemon. More to come. It does kind of, but it does remind me of the of the Pokemon games we had when we were younger. That's what got me excited. Like, you know? it's the same setups. Like, all right, you get a Pokemon, you mm-hmm. start training it, you start collecting them. Yeah. And that's it. Like, everyone, like you're saying everyone's talking about, like, how linear the, the map is and not open world. I'm like, yeah, but it's still, it's staying true to what it is. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Pokemon has never been this huge, elaborate thing. It's always yeah. been a very straightforward type of game and show and yeah brand. It's, you know. Yeah. Uh, I forget It's It's very simplistic. It. It's not hard. I think it was Arlo, like the YouTuber Arlo. I think he said that like Nintendo kind of treats Pokemon games like they only sell like a couple million. But and, and his point was like saying like they don't treat it like it's for the masses like Zelda. Yeah. Like Zelda titles, they just go all out. Mario games, they go all out. Yeah. And then Pokemon games, they kind of treat it like you have to watch Arlo's video on it. Yeah. Like, so don't quote me on this. But I kind of agreed with it that mm-hmm. they kind of treat it almost like like only a couple people are in this niche yeah. niche. Um and and I kind of agree with them in that. Like they, they don't really treat it with the with the kind of um uh popularity that it has. Yeah. Because Pokemon, like, don't mess with people with Pokemon. But yeah, I was gonna say I think that's fine that they do that. Yeah. Because like they don't want the expectations to be so high. They I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah. um, they make it so that the people who've been playing for years, yeah, are they they put they're playing what they like. Yeah. They don't match the Pokemon. They keep it the way we grew up with it, so that when it as it fades in and out of popularity, when it comes back, it's still that game we love. Mm-hmm. Because you have to think when they redo movies or. Mm-hmm do a reboot of a show or something, you always wonder, is it going to be the same show we remembered and loved? Like when they mm-hmm. did Girl Meets World, it's like, is it going to be the same yeah. concept as Boy Meets World? Like it's things like that. Like I think that's what they're aiming for is that we're it, keeping it the way it's it is. It's staying true too. It's wor- what we're doing clearly works. So why yeah. change? Don't fix what's Don't not fix broken. Don't fix what's broken, yeah. What's not broken. You, you want to fix what's broken. Number two. <laughs> uh, so the number two gaming news that we have is that Obsidian 
and this is coming from a an interview from Game Informer. But Fergus Urquhart actually announced that Obsidian has three three to four teams working on separate projects within Obsidian. Uh, this is coming from a Game Informer interview <clears throat> talking about the impact of the Microsoft acquisition. I see the dog bouncing up. He's like, trying to get in my lap, but he just kept starting and like starting a jump, but then like, ah, I can do I this. Can't get up there. She has her arm in the way. Uh, but this is coming from an interview, and Fergus uh, Urquhart was talking about the Microsoft acquisition. Uh, and within this interview, he says, um, yeah, we have about a couple different teams. There's one team that's the Outer Worlds game. There's another team finishing up the Pillars of Eternity. Uh, and he said that's a small team, Pillars of Eternity. And he says, and then there's uh, one to two teams starting things up. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking about starting things up? Um I'm starting to really like Obsidian. Like, I've always liked Obsidian, but yeah. like now it's just coming to be like, I, I feel like they're going to be taking the place of Bethesda. I was just thinking that. Yeah, like, and it's not to say that, like, they are going to be Bethesda, but they're going to be the RPG yeah, developer. Yeah, they're going to be the ones with <clears throat> the big fan base like, instead of Bethesda, because Bethesda's ruined it. Yeah, and and I said this on Twitter to say that, like, Bethesda could easily pull me right back with a good Blades and a good Starfield release. But they're not going to. Yeah, that's They're the going to ruin it. Well, here's the thing. Talking about Fallout 76 for just a little bit. Um, the Fallout 76 main dev team is Bethesda Austin, their, their newest acquisition. And this is coming from <clears throat> people who, uh, who are not as experienced in multiplayer games as other studios are. So there's, there's a lot of explanation with that. So I'll give them that. But this is Bethesda, Maryland, like the Bethesda we know about yeah. uh, making Starfield. So there's still a good chance there is like I'm still putting my hopes up for Starfield. But coming back to Obsidian, yeah, uh, it sounds like Obsidian has plans in the works. Sounds like Microsoft really believes in them um, <clears throat> to say that, like, listen, make your dream games and we'll back you up. Yeah. We'll keep you happy. You keep putting out the great games. And I think Obsidian is going to take that mantle for the top RPG uh, developer, much like Bethesda was. Not to say all their games will look like Bethesda games, but in terms of RPG games, I think Obsidian is going to take the uh, take the mantle. Uh, he also said, now, Game Informer also asked him, like, hey, Urquhart, uh, did you want to talk about, like, any sequels to Outer Worlds? Will there only be on my... Excuse me. It will only be on Xbox or PC. Like, can we talk about the sequels? And Urquhart said like uh no comment i can't talk about that <laughs> like so it's kind of funny to me now that's not something we can talk about right now because um like who knows what the game's ending will be who knows if it will like lead to a sequel because maybe there's a lot of different things why he didn't want to talk about the yeah. sequel either like the game doesn't lead to a sequel like he didn't want to spoil the end of the game uh, he didn't want to talk about if Microsoft bought a sequel. There's a lot of different yeah. things. It, it's a little early to be talking about a sequel. Yeah, a lot of people are interpreting it like, um, like, oh, no, he want, he doesn't want to say that. It will be exclusive. There's a lot of different things what yeah. that can mean. So, But, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Obsidian has multiple teams working on multiple, team, uh, multiple things, multiple projects. So Obsidian is really getting up in the ranks here, and I'm yeah. loving that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what's up. Uh, and this brings us to our number one gaming news. Uh, our number one gaming news is coming from a special uh, indie title <clears throat> coming from uh, Yo My Games. Uh, this is uh, based in Berlin, Germany, under uh, Connie Geppert. And this is the same studio that's about to put out um, Sea of Solitude. Now, I looked at the E3 pressing, and it actually said early 2019. We're now in March. So it's probably going to be coming out soon. And uh, Connie Gepper actually announced on Twitter, like, hey, we're coming close to finishing up Sea of Solitude. I am stoked to play Sea of Solitude. It looks so good. Um, it, it looks so emotional. It looks so real. I can't wait to experience it. That's it. Not play it, but I can't wait to experience it. Yeah. Um, but Connie put it on Twitter, like, hey, we're getting close to finishing up. But I want to give you some special news some teaser art for our next title called Sands of Sorrow. And in the teaser art, you can find it on Twitter um, with uh, Connie Geppert's Twitter handle. Um, 
and, and, and it has uh, a person on a motorbike in sands, and there's a monster in the background, and a lot like Shadow of the Colossus, um, and it looks super cool. Like, oh, what what is that dirt bike about? Like, let's go. The other really good news about this is that <clears throat> she also announced that Yulmai was granted the largest government funding in Germany for a video game at 180,000 uh, euro. That's I, insane. Yeah. And it's, and it's apparently the record largest. And I should have screenshot the article, but it's, it's all in German. But, <clears throat> but yeah, so basically it was saying that um, like the German government was really believing in the power of video games as, as an art form and how it can impact culture. Um, did I say that twice? Whatever. Um, no, I don't think so. Nice. Podcasting. Um, it how games really impact culture. So they're really trying to put their um, really support into the video game yeah. development. So this is the largest government grants uh, for Yo My Games to develop Sands of Sorrow. He also yeah. said that, like, yeah, with it comes more expensive equipment, uh, more needs in it. So, yeah, it, yeah, the number has to do with that. But we also believe in video games. Yeah. So... Yeah, keep your eyes out for Sand of Sorrow yeah. and Yo My Games. Uh, your thoughts on Sea of Solitude, though, it, you're just kind of like a little uh, funny about it. It looked good from what I remember. I'm trying to think back to... So it had the girl with the feathers Yeah, that was my boat. thing. Yeah. It looked like a good game, mm -hmm. but I <coughs> had this weird thing with characters... Feathers. No, not with feathers. It's just when they look funny, it kind of distracts me. Like, yeah. like when you were playing Fallout seventy six, or mm -hmm. when we were watching videos. The, oh, with the um. With the, when the mutant people have like the yeah. green stuff growing out of them, like mm -hmm. the mutant any really any of the mutations in Fallout. Like honestly, that's why I wouldn't play Fallout because it's distracting and it those gross me out. Yeah. But like for Sea of Solitude. The character, the way she was drawn, yeah, it was just very weird to me, and it, I just felt it was really distracting. I yeah. watch you play it maybe, and mm. then see it how it is. I don't really remember what she looks like off the top of my head, but yeah, um, yeah, I just found her drawing to be distracting. I'm really weird. Just don't, don't even worry about my opinion on this. It looked yeah. like a good. It, like I said, it looked really good. It was a good. It looked sounded like a good story. It really was just the way yeah. she was designed. And like, uh, it, and it's definitely a game you experience after you play. A lot like another one of EA's indie titles, Unravel. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a game you experience, and I, I I loved Unravel. I have a feeling I'm gonna and a way out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna love Sea of Solitude. Yeah, I I bet you anything. And uh, Connie, if you're listening to this, Connie Gepard, uh, you want to be a guest on the show? Maybe, maybe talk oh, about. Wow, you're reaching, Connie Gepard. How you doing? Uh, I don't speak any Deutsch. Maybe, but uh, but yeah. So this is really exciting news. Um, I, I I love the indie. I, lo uh, I love indie devs and and how much passion they put behind their games. But I'm looking forward to Sea of Solitude. I'm really looking forward to Sands of Sorrow. Um, to see like more about this game, yeah. uh, Sam Sorrow. So, um, really exciting news. So, yeah, that's our number one gaming news because it, it looks like a game with a lot of passion, and mm -hmm. we and we love games that you can tell there's a lot of heart behind it. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, so that's our top three gaming news with Nintendo Direct with Pokemon Shield and Sword, Obsidian having three to four teams working on separate projects, as well as uh, Yo My uh, CEO coming out and saying like, Hey, we're getting close to Sea of Solitude. But take a look at our teaser art for Sand of Sorrow. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. But that brings us to our final segment. Talkie time. Talkie time. So um, we still have to record that. I know. So I don't know if anyone's been reading my Twitter. Yeah, you've I, been sick. No, not sick. Oh, yeah. Um, it's ta I think I said it last week. It's tax season. Yeah. I work. 30 hours within the span of three days mm -hmm. and then mondays we run around doing stuff and then friday's really my only day off yeah um so we don't really have a lot of time to record me doing it it's mm -hmm. probably not going to be done until after tax season yeah um but yeah so this will bring us to our talking time and every single week uh we like to bring up a topic about the gaming news grown-up gaming or anything like that 
Um, but this week's topic is actually um, being inspired from uh, Zach Rich from Good Game, Great Game podcast. Uh, and he was talking, I believe he was talking about Anthem. I might be wrong about that, but I think he was talking about Anthem. And he brought up um, a phrase that he called junk food gaming. Yeah. Uh, that he's playing Anthem like it's this junk food game. Like he knows it's not good, but he just plays it and just and takes it. Uh, regardless of how people think about it, it's like it's just one of the things that he just binges mm -hmm. and just goes with. And it really wanted me to like it really got me thinking like, huh, you know what? Like not a lot of people talk about that, like junk food gaming. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Primarily, Liz, what is your junk food game or, or games? Sims. Any others? Just Sims 4. Sims and Netflix. <laughs> Sims and Netflix. Those are my junk food media. Yeah. Uh, no, Sims 4 is your junk yeah. food gaming. Uh, why do you play that so often? Like, what is it about Sims 4? Um, Specifically Sims 4 now. Well, yeah. But, I mean, Sims in general. I mean, I've been playing Sims since the first one. Like, my mom had it, and then she got me into it. And I would just play it for hours. Yeah. Um, And then I got on my GameCube, and I played that for hours. It's mostly... I don't have to think mm -hmm. really like I just get sucked in. Like I don't even realize I play it for hours until I look at the clock. Like now I do cause I'm older Yeah. and I know how long it takes me to play this game. Yeah. Like, or how long I can go. So I do pay attention to time now, but like before I would just go cause I don't even think about it. I just, I like designing stuff. Like yeah. I'm always talking about what I would do in my house. So the fact that I have this game that I can, just go and design, do kind of whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't have to think. I just like to, I can play, I can do whatever I want. I can, if you I mean, if you read anything about Sims players, we make our Sims do some weird stuff. We yeah. kill them in some sad, Yikes. scary ways. Do you, like, you don't even know how many Sims have been killed by just building a box around them <laughs> and letting them die. <laughs> but that's the thing I want to bring up is, not the killing. Actually, I do <laughs> want to bring that up. We'll, we'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> um, murder. But no, it's just a game. We don't have to think. I don't have to think about it. I just play and I yeah. just I don't pay attention. I just play and do whatever, whatever I want. And that's the difference with junk food gaming and getting lost in the game. Because we're not talking about a game that you sink hours and hours and hours and don't think about it. It's not like Skyrim. Skyrim, I can put myself into yeah but <clears throat> a junk food gaming is something that you put hours into without thinking like you shut off your brain and you just like go into it yeah it's like, a game that you don't have to think like not that you don't have to think about but one that like doesn't stress you out yeah like like with skyrim i i, I brought that up and the thought that puts into it is like your your class system and uh what mission you go on to it takes and a lot of preparation yeah it, it's a lot of decision making yeah you know not a lot but like uh with the rpg games you know there, yeah. there's you know some thought put into it now i do i do definitely use skyrim as a junk food game you know at times like just wandering around yeah in, into uh skyrim and other territories with the dlcs but uh but yeah so yours is sim 4 my primary um, junk food game is NBA 2K games. Like, I, I pretty mm -hmm. much buy them every year. Yes, I'm a sucker. I realize that. But... Uh, he always, I'm gonna go and buy it. That looks so stupid. And then he's, and he ends up buying it. Yeah, then or I end up getting it for him for Christmas. Yeah. It's like, I'm not buying NBA. I hate NBA. Oh, what's that? I put 200 hours into it already in a weekend? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, primarily my games are NBA 2K games. Just because, again... Uh, it's a game that I don't have to think about. I can just turn it on and just play it. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, I, I have four qualities of a good junk food game. There's many more qualities behind it. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's, let's list out our, our qualities so that we can define it and then we can talk about it more. So four qualities I think that a good junk food game has mm -hmm. is one, it has to be grindable. And what I mean about by that is that, like, it's just one of those games that you just kind of grind and grind and grind for hours and hours. You don't have to think about it. Um, and you just get some rewards out of it. But something that you can just, like, go to a next mission and a next mission. Or, in my case, uh, play the next game and the next game and the next game and the next game. 
there's there's really no end to it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of grindable, not grindy. Yeah. It, it has to have some reward behind it. So a grindable game that you can sink hours into and not think about it. Yeah. Uh, it has to be familiar. Number two, yeah, it has to be familiar. Definitely. Like, it's one of those games that you can just, you pick up, you remember how to play it, you don't have to have a tutorial again. Yeah, or you don't even have to be reminded of, like, if you haven't picked it up in a while, you don't have to be reminded of the functions. Right, like, it's one of those games that, like, yeah, you don't have to remember the functions. Yeah, because, like, l- I'm thinking of, like, when we get back into The Last of Us, I don't remember how to do anything. Yeah, um, that's kind of like me with uh, the Uncharted games, like, uh, but yeah, so it's one of those games that like you don't have to remember the the fancy controls behind it. You know exactly. Like with NBA, you move, you shoot, you do your dribble moves. But it's all things that I already know how to do every mm-hmm. single year. Uh, so grindable has to be familiar, easy to jump in, <clears throat> and this kind of goes into familiarity. Uh, but like we said with the controls, like it's just easy to jump in. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just turn on the game, you don't have to think about it, and it's just you know exactly what to do. Yeah. No instructions, please. Like, you just go right into it. Uh, and there's no consequences. Number four is, like, there's n- there's really no consequences. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that you don't have to look out for danger of. There's no enemies. There's no any real super s- specific consequence to it. It's just one of those things that you can grind. It's familiar to you. You can jump yeah. in easily. There's no consequences. Uh, but I want to talk about some games that could be junk food games. And like we said, yours is Sim 4, mine's yeah. NBA. Uh, we talked about this before recording podcasts. But I definitely believe that for some people, not necessarily for me, but I think a game like Dark Souls yeah, or Bloodborne could definitely be a junk food game for some people. Yeah. In the same way that like, oh, you know, uh, putting a habanero pepper on a, a chili wing or a, a chicken wing. It's, you know, it's just a snack food for somebody, uh, probably for some crazy person, yeah. but, you know, some snack foods. But <clears throat> but that's the thing. With, with these qualities for a good junk food game, grindable. Um, I, I'm not trying to call Dark Souls or Bloodborne grindy, but what I'm saying is that you just go through the games, you go into the enemies, you figure out their roles, and it's just one of those things that, like— You just kind of do— yeah, it's just one of those things you kind of do. If you're familiar, and again, familiar, if you're familiar with Dark Souls games, if you've always been playing Dark Souls, yeah, it's familiar to you. You know how to pick up the controls. Yeah. You know the strategies. You know how the characters work. Yeah. Uh, for you, it's easy to jump in. Congratulations. Good for you. Um, but it's easy to jump in. You know the world of Dark Souls. You know the world of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner, uh, this month, actually, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. You know what to expect from a front software game. Yeah. It's easy to jump in. You know exactly where to be. And for you, there's no consequences. Yeah. For me, whenever I play Dark Souls, like, I always get super frustrated. Yeah. Because a junk food game isn't supposed to frustrate you. Like, think about, like, the reason I like junk food is because you can compare it to actual junk food. What's your favorite junk food? Pizza. Exactly. Pizza straight up. Like, you can just have pizza all the time. You don't get tired of it. No, never. My body will. I'll die, but... But that's the thing. You yeah. don't get... To, it's a, It's just like the game. You don't get tired of the game. Yeah. You love it no matter what. You don't care. And sometimes... Yeah. Someone's favorite junk food is Flaming Hot Cheetos. I don't understand that. Well, like, I don't understand people who would say yeah. Dark Souls. Yeah. But exactly. Like, I like that analogy because... Mm-hmm. It's it is like your favorite junk food. Yeah. Like you know. And that's the I thing. I keep thinking of like ringdings. Ringdings. When, when we talk about this, like I really want to go out and buy some ringdings. My goodness. But yeah, I I think the whole point now now you might might be saying like why are you talking about this? Um. So like I said, Dark Souls cool. Like it can be honestly any game. It can be any game you want it to be, but it's one of those things that, like, it's gr- it's grindable for you. It's familiar to you. It's mm-hmm. easy to jump in for you. Uh, there's no consequences for you. Like I said, I get frustrated with Dark Souls, but sometimes people are just like, I enjoy the strategy behind it. I enjoy yeah. the strategy behind Dark Souls. It's my go-to game. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why we talk about this is that I think wintertime is where we play the most junk food games in yes because 
like like the thing is, I, I was complaining to Liz the other day that when it was like super super cold out, I I get tired of games when it's my only option. Yeah, because I can go outside and skate, but I can't enjoy it. I can go sit on the deck, but I won't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, basically, my only options that I can enjoy is playing video games and watching movies. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. Ever since I lost a lot of weight, I can't go out in the cold for a long time. So, really, my only options are like playing guitar and you know being inside. Yeah. So that's where I pick up my junk food games mm-hmm. because it's one of the things I can kill so much time into. And not get frustrated. I will never get tired of it. Yeah. Because I'm already tired that I have to be inside. So I'll just pick up a game that I'm familiar with and I can just kill a lot of time without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, you've been playing a lot of Sims 4, right? Yes. Would, would you agree with me that wintertime is where you play the most? Probably, yes. Um, mostly, I mean, I think I'm playing it because... Going back to being tax season, I work until seven o'clock at night. I come yeah. home, make my lunch for the next day, um, get my pajamas. And then while you're cooking dinner, I'll just pick up Sims because it's seven o'clock at night. I think mm-hmm. we probably eat dinner around seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then it's like, well, what are we going to do for two hours? Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, ah, I'll just play Sims. Yeah. You know, and that I mean, I can easily do two hours on Sims. So I think that's why I'm playing it is because I'm so tired I don't want to read. I don't want to watch like an in like I don't want to watch anything that I like that I need to like focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, so I either play Sims or watch HGTV. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. It's just like one of those things that like you're too tired to play anything else. Yeah, and it it goes into um, there's not a lot of thought put into it. Yeah, like I wouldn't be able to play The Last of Us or Beyond Two Souls after work like yeah i'm way too tired yeah to and focus don't care enough to fo- yeah to focus on trying to figure that stuff out yeah um so that's why i play sims it's just i can just pick it up and play it and mm-hmm. have fun before i go to bed yeah and like i i think another one of my junk food games right now is uh assassin's creed brotherhood i was gonna say that i was gonna say assassin's creed is a good junk food game too because you can pick that up and you just play and you've played them enough times i i think playing them the first time around it's not a junk food game right but if you've played it as many times as you has have yeah um she was saying like when i i just started another game of brotherhood and uh, I was like joking. He's like, Liz, I'm trying to pay attention to this cutscene. Yeah, because we were really talking about something. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna start this up. And we were talking, and I was talking over the cutscene. He's like, Liz, I'm trying to focus tr- on this cutscene. I was like, Shut up! Mm-hmm. You've played this game 15 times. Like you said, six. times. Okay, I said at least six times because I was trying to be nice. He's and played then, it 15 times. And then like, I, she's like, Oh, I'm just being nice. I was joking about that. By the way, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't no. flipping out like. Ugh, no, he was joking. I was like, "Shut up! You've played this enough times that you shouldn't have this memorized." I'm gonna keep talking. But like I said, I was thinking about it because when she said, "Like you played this at least 16 times," and I, and I actually thought about it. It's like how many times have I beaten Brotherhood? Specifically, Brotherhood. I can't tell you how many times I've beaten Assassin's Creed Two. I can't. I can't count that high. No. Um, but Brotherhood reasonably. Uh, around 15 times yeah and that's why it's a junk food game to me yeah you played enough you don't need to think about it you know what you're doing and you don't need to watch the cutscenes to know what you're supposed to do next exactly i've played it so many times that like it's now my junk food yeah game, uh <coughs> where i don't have to think about it because when when you're in winter time and you're just so exhausted and like uh it gets darker out so my brain kind of like shuts off anyway I don't do well in wintertime. Like, mentally, not not in, like, bleh. But, like, mentally, I just don't do too hot in wintertime because yeah. I'm already just super bombed because I need sunshine. I need summer vibes. Yeah. Like, I'm just that kind of person. So when it's wintertime, I don't have a lot of thought process. Mm-hmm. So that's where I go to my junk food games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still play newer games. Like, I just beat... For the first time ever, I just beat Dishonored 2. Uh, but that just took a lot of, out of me because there's a lot of thought that goes into Dishonored. Because I try to get the um, 
the low chaos outcome. And that takes a lot of thought process. Yeah. I don't like to go with high chaos when it comes to Dishonored. This is the first time I played Dishonored 2. So trying to go on to low chaos, you have to like really think about your steps. Mm-hmm. And I was like so close, like, forget about it. I'm just going to kill everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just took a lot. I mean, I just didn't really enjoy my time with Dishonored 2. And I think I would have had a better time in the summertime or springtime when I was in, like, a better mood. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, yeah, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with only playing a junk food game, especially in wintertime. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially nowadays, I, I think what's super bummy about this new era of instead of, like, releasing games in fall, a lot of games released in February and now March. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that's just like, that's not the time I want to play a new game on. Yeah. Like, um, Me- Metro Exodus just came out. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is coming out. MLB The Show 19 is coming out this month. Oh, Division 2! But the plus side is that if they're coming out in March, like, yeah. some places, mm-hmm. not anywhere in the Northeast. Right. But some places, it's starting to get nice. Yeah. You know, and it is going to start getting nicer here. We're getting our last couple snowstorms and it's going to slowly start creeping out. Like daylight savings is next week. Mm -hmm. So it's going to start to being lighter out. Yeah. In the next couple weeks, like four weeks, it's going to start being warmer out. Like it's going to slowly get there. I'm going to chip away my backlog some more. Exactly. So. Yeah, you might not want to be playing a new game in the next couple weeks, but yeah. come April, yeah. which is going to come like that, like yeah. it's not that big no. of a deal because it's going to start getting nicer out soon. Well, I just brought up like with Division 2, that's a new game coming out in March where I'm still bummy. Now, it's coming out March 15th, so not not tomorrow, but one next, week from tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Week. Cool. Um. But even if it came out in February, that's another new game that can be a junk food game to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because <clears throat> I love Division. I, I, I loved Division. Now, keep in mind, I came into Division very late, like a year after release. So I wasn't in the uh, sector where <laughs> Division was just a mess. Yeah. But so Division 2, I'm familiar with. I played the beta. Um, it was good. I, it's going to be another junk food game to me because I'm already familiar with the world of Division, so I'll just I can just jump right in, and nothing's going to really take me out of uh, complex, complexity. I don't know, um, but yeah, I'm excited for I'm really excited for Division Two. I'm really excited because I've been to DC twice, mm-hmm. and I and I love DC. Like I, I I love looking around it, and I was looking on the map in the beta, and I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. Um, just like the d- different monuments in mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think the next game is going to be based in Philly for sure. N- no, it's probably going to be based in Boston. Um, but yeah, so I-, I think when that comes out, that's going to be another junk food game to me because I can just grind away at it. Yeah. But, uh, and that's what division was to me. Honestly, talk about junk food games, a uh, little backstory for you. Um, uh, <clears throat> in between my church jobs, uh, like I, I, I was between a church. Uh, I, I stopped working in December of 2016. Yeah, 2016. Something like that. Uh, yeah, December 2016. And then mm-hmm. I got a new job, August 2017. Now, in between that time, Liz was working in a day and I had a night shift in security. So I just had all day just to like kill until my night shift at mm-hmm. security. So what I would do is I would wake up, work out, apply to 15 jobs the 15 and 20 jobs and then i would just play division all day yes. with my friend like i would just play division with my friend frank just all day and that was my go-to game because i had to kill so much time yeah and i was just like okay division's a great game i could play with my friend until liz comes home and we can eat dinner and then i have to go to my night shift but that was my junk food game at the time because like i had nothing else i was just yeah. like okay apply to jobs what do i do now and I just played Division and Division, Division, Division. I sunk so many hours into that game. <laughs> but that was my junk food game at the time. It was just yeah. one of those games that I had so much time to kill. Just pick this up. It's grindable. It's familiar to me because it's a, it's a shooter game. It's a shooter looter. Uh, it's easy to jump in. There was no consequences, really. Mm-hmm. There was really no consequences to Division. So, um, 
fit. It's one of those games. And I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that you have a junk food game. Yeah. You don't have to be like this serious gamer all the time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a hardcore gamer. I only play, um, I don't know, Metro Exodus. Like, I only play the newer games. Yeah. Like, it's okay to, like, to say, like, hey, I only play the familiar games. Yeah. You mainly play Sims. Yeah. And you're still a gamer. Yeah. You know? I mean, even even outside of Sims, I still play relatively easier games. Yeah. Like, I play the storyline-driven, the uh, narrative. Yeah, narrative. Yeah. And those are considered easier because you don't they don't require too much skill. Like, first game I played with a lot of skill was is The Last of Us. And, I mean, it's definitely building my abilities. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played anything really hard. I think the first really hard game I'm going to play is God of War, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but that's going to, we're going to wait on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have it, but I'm not going to be the first one to play it. I'm going to finish The Last of Us. I'm going to play a couple other games. Yeah. <laughs> before I try and play God of War. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I really think that, like, junk food gaming is one of those games that, like, nobody really talks about. And, and again, thank you again, uh, Zach from Good Game, Great Game yeah. for giving us this idea. Uh, I swiped it from you because that's what I do. I make friends with podcasters and I steal their ideas. Don't say those <laughs> things. No, like, <clears throat> just to, like, no, all, all joking aside, the reason why we, like, you'll you'll see us on Twitter trying to, like, upbring podcasters is because I, I really don't think that gaming podcasts are, like, given the same light as other podcasts. Yeah. And so I, I just try to... Uh, bring these people up and like try to like shout them out and up because like there needs to be more listeners to gaming podcasts mm-hmm. because everybody like games like it's it's relatively no what was the one study that said that like we're just underneath China for like uh, like gaming popularity yeah I, I read that in a study somewhere and I can't remember but so I just try to uplift like good game great game co-op the podcast story uh sto- greatest story ever played podcast playable pa- characters podcast um overachievers uh gaming podcast like all these all these people like i really want to bring more light to yeah. them you know so I, I really think gaming podcasters should like be given more uh of a light in the podcasting industry yeah. so uh but yeah definitely check those guys out honestly i probably missed some that's because it's the morning i'm super tired i love all of you that i've shouted out in the past yeah don't think that i forgot about you but i love you all um but yeah i think this is a good place to stop you know yeah go check out all these podcasts right um and check out ours well you are listening to it um whoa freaky you're weird anyways uh but we like to remind you all to (coughs) we didn't give oh i didn't write this on my notes that's why I i always write in my notes the social media and absolute prodigy shout out and i didn't write it this time look what i didn't do but see, you're talking about <coughs> it anyway. Yeah. So. So let's talk about so- social media shoutouts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, please contact us because we do this podcast not just for other podcasters, but for you. We love to contact you. We love talking with you. We love hearing your opinions about the show. So contact us at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at It's a Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So follow us individually. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, tell us like how much you loved what we said. So you can follow us individually there. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. We like put up memes and announcements and behind-the-scenes photos. So follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries. And I uh, just want to say for anybody listening to us on iOS, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can give us your honest feedback, uh, please feel free to give us uh, your honest star ratings, honest stars. It doesn't have to be five stars, but we mm-hmm. prefer it. Uh, your five star ratings and like leave us a comment. We want to hear your feedback. How can we uh, be better? Or do you like us? Do, do you really like us? Oh, uh, or do you hate us? Uh, Fields. I can't remember. No, I can't remember. But her last name was Fields. Like you like us. You really like us. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so get, leave us your honest feedback. On any platform, that's iOS, iHeartRadio, uh, anywhere that you can leave some honest feedback. Because the more feedback we get, the more we're going to get attention from places like <clears throat> Anchor. Now, here's the thing. Anchor contacted me, and they said, like, oh, wow, we've noticed that 
you've reached a good number of listens. Uh, you want to fill out this? Um, you want to fill out this form? I'm like, I did. And they're like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll consider you to featured. Hey anchor, how you doing? You listen to this podcast because you're uh, you're monitoring each podcast that gets put on your platform. Here we are. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Just click that button. And say, feature games and groceries. You can do it. I believe in you. What's up, Anchor? How you doing? Jeez. All right. Anyway, everyone so, have a good week. Oh, but wow, wow, wow. But uh, yeah, follow us on 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 our social medias. Check out Absolute Prodigy. We're gonna have them on the podcast real soon. Uh, possibly next week. I don't want to make any promises. Yeah, don't. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but we're definitely gonna have them on the podcast real soon about why are, why is Twitch uh, so important for gaming. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have him on the podcast, but please check him out on Twitch. Absolute prodigy. He's going through the Kingdom Hearts series. Really awesome guy. Uh, but yeah, want to give him a shout out. Definitely follow us on the show, social media pages. Uh, give us your honest feedback anywhere you can put it. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, please uh, give us your feedback. So thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you or we'll, you know, we'll be in the same ear holes with you guys. Uh, thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye.